listener. Kickbump acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickbump Podcast, your fortnightly DNM on all things motherhood. One, two, three, Welcome, guys, to another Kick Bump episode. I've got Lawsy across from me, not Mandy, because we are in London. Yes, Steph is so sad that Why Mandy isn't here and it's me. Oh, no. Because <laughs> when I came on We Kick said Bump, we'd never do this again. That one time, Steph was like, you are never coming back into <laughs> no. this intro. No, but this is okay. Today's, today's Harvey update is going to be a quick one, mainly because I am so excited. <laughs> not that I'm not always excited for the Kick Bump episodes, but... Today's guest will need no introduction. However, I'm going to, to do that in a second. And my only update it's nice. is... It's nice. You're going to introduce the guest. <laughs> you must be nice. feeling generous. But I just, I just, I want to say traveling here, obviously being here away from Harvey, this is what's come up the most for me is like people asking me how, how I'm going with being away from him and um, how I'm managing that. So I think I just wanted to talk to that for a moment. And first of all, point out how amazing it is that we have the, I know it's stupid because it's been around for a long time, but FaceTime. FaceTime is saving me. I think if I didn't have my little, even though they go for like two minutes most of the time, but my little good mornings or good nights on the other side of the world and being able to connect that way, I'm so grateful for that. Like I just, I'm so grateful for that. And it makes me think like I caught up with my nan while I was here and my mom and my nan are so close. Like the love for that, that they have for each other is just insane and beautiful but they basically my mum's most of her life has lived in Australia away from her and so I think that's just like proof that like distance doesn't you know it's not like you're gonna I don't know lose love or whatever it's like it's unconditional this this feeling so I think it was more just like I, I knew I was gonna miss miss him a lot leaving him but the best part is his age right now he doesn't understand the concept of time. So when I told him I was going away for two weeks and I was a blubbering mess before we left, he literally was like looking at me, didn't even blink, did not care. <laughs> I was like, can you give mum a kiss goodbye? And he kept running away from me being like, no, no. So whilst that broke my heart, I would definitely prefer it than when it kind of gets to the age where he would be like, no, don't go or like cry. Or I mean, maybe he'll never do that. Maybe he'll be like, sweet, cool, have fun, bye. Um, but I think I was kind of grateful that he doesn't really understand. And all he says when we get onto FaceTime is, mum's, mum's with Laura at work. <laughs> and what did he say to you? Didn't he say... Get out of bed, mum, because obviously, like, he's, it's, he's, like, awake and yeah. you're, we're going to sleep or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he keeps saying, telling me to get up because he keeps seeing me in bed, basically. <laughs> and the, the thing that broke my heart, though, mm. is that when he's, like, you haven't spoken to him and obviously you're so excited. But, again, because he doesn't understand time. He doesn't understand it. And he's, like, no. Josh is, like, put the phone and he'll be, like, no. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, sweet, okay, cool. I've been smoking um, to you for 12 hours, but <laughs> have a good sleep. <laughs> but anyway, so to anyone who's, you know, maybe they've got a work trip coming up or a trip coming up in general and they know that they're going to be away from their little ones, I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. It definitely pulls on the t- heartstrings. But, um, I mean, for me being here, I'm so grateful to be here, so excited that we get to do this and to connect with the community is, is so fulfilling in itself. So I'm trying to just focus on all of that and just know that, you know, I'm, I'm going back home. I'm going to see him soon. And, um, yeah, I think it's really important as well for them to also get used to the fact that you're not always around and everything like that. So I just kind of keep reminding myself of all the positive stuff and 
keeping busy in the day. <laughs> You're doing amazing. <laughs> Which we are. We've been super busy. And and one of the the chats that we've been so lucky to have is with Charlotte Crosby, which again, I think everyone listening will know exactly this who we're talking so about. Bloody good. So I was like, not because no one will ever be Mandy, but I was like pretending to be Mandy, like writing down all the notes and stuff during the podcast because I obviously wasn't in the interview. And I was laughing my head off oh. the whole time. Yeah. Charlotte is so fucking fun. Oh, you allowed to swear on kickball? Yes, you're allowed to swear on kickball. <laughs> Charlotte is so fucking funny. She is so, she's so open. She's so, so open funny. as well. And look, I really highly doubt anyone listening won't know, but if you are not sure who we're talking about, Charlotte's honestly one of the OG influencers, I'd like to say, but she's largely known from one of the OG seasons and crew um, from Geordie Shaw. And I think just everyone watching her fell in love with her. She's so unapologetically herself. And she was certainly that way in today's chat. And I've been lucky enough to meet Charlotte before and just like instantly felt the warmth from her when I first met her. And we've stayed in touch since. So it was so awesome to catch up again. And our lives have both changed quite a bit since we last saw each other. And um, the biggest change I think would be for Charlotte becoming a mum, which she speaks about in today's chat. And it was really nice. She, She spoke quite a lot about like this beautiful relationship she's now found with Jake. Um, but I think one of the things that I was so grateful for her to be so open and, um, and raw to is her story. She ended up having, um, a life-threatening ectopic, I can never say this, ectopic pregnancy. Um, and at the time I know I've got a really close girlfriend who's gone through one too. So anyone listening that has gone through one, um, you know, my heart goes out to you. It's, it sounds like quite a terrifying experience. So Charlotte opens up about how that was for her and how that experience was for her um, and her life since. But we hope you guys enjoy this chat. I feel like I don't even need to say hope because you're going to enjoy it. It's, it's so just, good. It's a great mixture of honesty, raw, but freaking hilarious. Like just the best. So please, please enjoy. Well, Charlotte, I'm so, I can't even tell you how excited I've been for this conversation with you. But just to see you, it's so nice to see oh, you. Oh, but when the last time we were together, can you remember? Was Bondi Sands event. No. It wasn't it either. No, you. Oh, the Express. Bondi Sands event in Australia. We yep. got on the private, private jet. jet. Mm-hmm. I remember. Can you remember? Yeah. And you know what I'll say, Steph? Mm. I said to everyone, I was so nervous about being there. I was Why? really because I didn't know anyone and everyone was influencers and mm. all like had some kind of fame in Australia and I do get a bit nervous, you know. And I said to everyone, I was with my friend Melissa, can you remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were like, you were the nicest Aww. girl <laughs> there. You came straight over, you made us feel like I had a friend. Aww. Honestly, you made us feel like I had a friend. I remember to this day, you gave us a pair of red sunglasses. I did. <laughs> can you remember? <laughs> you gave us a pair of red sunglasses. And I'll always remember the, how you were so, you really made that trip for me. Oh, because thanks. you made us feel included, whereas it was quite clicky. Yeah. Not that and everyone's spoke yeah. with and was dead nice and no one yeah. was mean but everyone knew each other and I kind of didn't yeah. and you were you dead like you would you made us feel really like okay I'm oh. not just standing on the outside thank you that's <laughs> really I'm glad but I mean you you're someone who I think the idea of getting to meet you was 
I mean, exciting and intimidating because I knew so much about you. But then I met you and you just instantly, there was warmth and I just felt comfortable. Oh, but maybe the others were intimidated. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, but listen, <laughs> everyone was still dead nice to us in this yeah. book, but just not as much as an effort that you made. Oh. Like you really pushed the boat out. Like at times when I was stood on my own, you just came over and stood and chatted. It was for ages. And then I could feel a bit more confident edging in. See, what people don't really know about us is mm. I was an only child for like 15 years mm-hmm. and I was so shy right mm-hmm. we would go on family holidays and I'd be with my mum and dad and I'd see all the kids playing like and I would just be too shy to go yeah, over and, right. and like ask to join in so I still have that fragment of us there yeah. if I don't know anyone in the room yeah it, it could, I still have that shy girl just yearning to be shy again (laughs) yeah which is so funny because do you think that you project because you are so bubbly and full of energy and loud and you give off this huge confidence Mm -hmm. do you think that that sometimes you use that as a bit of a mask for the definitely I think I I do definitely but with people I know know. yeah but if I'm in a in a just a room but no because when I was with you I I couldn't even be like that because I was too shy (laughs) (laughs) but then if there's I don't know sometimes I do definitely Mm. 100 but sometimes it's just I just yeah. that, that's who I am yeah. yeah now at least yeah <laughs> and hasn't our world's changed since that point like completely so yeah. congratulations on a baby Elba how are you going oh it is the best thing like did you ever have any worries getting into motherhood um I mean like I was concerned that I wasn't going to be a good mum whatever that is but yeah, yeah 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 I I just feel like I was put on this planet to do it. Yes. So I felt pretty comfortable. Really? Right. Okay. So I was just, I had like loads of worries only because everyone drills it into your head how nothing's ever going to be the same. You're never going to sleep. Oh, well, make sure you do that while you're pregnant. You haven't got a baby because you won't be doing that anymore. Yeah, And like it made us worried. And I did, I had this outlook that when you're a mother, everything changes, you know, and life. Mm. And I was kind of like, well, I've done so much amazing things. Mm. Like nothing can top what I've done in life from like 20 to 30. So actually it's fine to have a baby because what more can I do? That's Mm. like, I've done everything. Mm. But then I had Alba and I realised that this top tops everything. (laughs) Like, and I was like, what were people talking about? Yeah. This is the, this is better than anything I have ever done in life. Like, and I sat in that hospital room and I just remember like, sitting there constantly like like life has leveled up and I didn't think that was possible Mm. like I didn't you know you you go I'd lived for so long and we 20 30 a year where like you're going out and you're drinking and you're just like well this is life now Mm. like what more can happen and then you have a baby and you're like oh my god I didn't know life would get any better (laughs) and it was it's like an intense buzz like some kind of drug going through your system the love is like uncontrollable yeah yeah, it's a bit scary, isn't it? <laughs> it the, you know, is. what, the one thing I will say is hard about motherhood, mm. right? The love is amazing, but it's also at times so intense. Like it's hard to deal with because you love them so much that you, mm-hmm. you the worry and the like, oh, yeah. the, the, sp- the spiral and thoughts go out of control because yeah. you just love them that much. Yeah. The intense love can sometimes like make you worry so much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. It's such a strange thing to say, but that's been my hardest thing because I love her so much. Yeah. Like, 
your mind I always worry goes about everything. Yeah. And like, I just, and, I, and I'm just like, oh no, I don't want it to go. Oh no, I don't want this to happen. Oh no. And it's like, stop it. Like yeah. that my whole day becomes full of, I don't want this to happen to her. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Because I love her so much. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think about like my mum growing up, you know, just wanting to know where I was at all t- times and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, I thought that was so ridiculous. I was like, oh, come on, just give me some space. Oh my And now God. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be like that. I said this <laughs> If you ever lie to me. <laughs> I said this to Jake, my partner, I remember, can you remember yeah. when our mums mm. would like text us all the time? Like, come on, you've got to be in now. Where are you? And we just thought, oh, so annoying. <laughs> like it wasn't, it was coming from a place of deep care yeah. and love. <laughs> like why would, like that is what we're going to be like. Why mm. did we ever think like there were being idiot I know I know I do want to take it back to before Alba um I know that you've you've opened up about your ectopic pregnancy yeah 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 one of my closest mates had the same and yeah, 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 yeah. she lived in a really small town she ended up having to get like choppered out of her little town into a hospital because it was oh, very similar really? like if it was any later it would have been really yeah, bad yeah yeah because it can result in death and it and it does if it's left too yeah, long, too long. You, you will die it's terrible it's terrible and so scary yeah so what where were you when it happened in your life like whereabouts were you in in your life at what phase and how so, did that feel for you i was i was in this really strange phase where We'd just come out of filming Jodie mm. Shaw. Oh, we'd just come out of filming Jodie Shaw, mm. the reunion series, mm. right? And Gary and I had kind of said we were going to give things a go, yep. which in my head, I thought, well, this is really it. But in his head, he was kind of like, this is going to make great TV. Right. And I'm not really going to give things a go yep. because I'm going to hop on the next plane and do X on the beach. Yeah, yep. But I was getting told, you know, I'm only doing X on the beach because it's money and I have to yep. and it's TV. And I was like, yeah, but you're going into a programme where they all date each other. And I thought it said we were giving things a go. We are. I'm not going to do anything. No, yep. I'm not going to do anything. That's, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. I went very Donald Trump there. Did you fit? I felt like I was turning into Donald Trump, like doing like a speech. Um, anyway, so so he went off to fly in X on the beach, mm. and then I was working in London for a whole week. Yeah, the things I was doing that week, I was promoting. I think a new fitness book mm-hmm. or fitness. It was something to do with fitness, either a DVD or a book. Yep, I can't yep. remember. Also, I was promoting the reunion that was coming out. I had TV appearances. I had photo shoots. I was training for the next DVD. Busy. I was busy, busy, right? And I'm the type of person who stupidly, and I shouldn't do this, I should not do this, and I've, and I've vowed to myself I won't do this going forward, is if there's something wrong with this, I'll put it off. You know, it can be sorted later. Do you know, like if I've got a bad bad hair, like something's happening, right? I had this weird thing where I kept on saying moo, right? <laughs> Only because of Alba. I realised yeah. when I said moo, my whole head would spin and I'd go a bit dizzy, right? So I kept putting that, but I knew this was happening and I would say moo and I'd, I'm still like nearly passing out. And I still to this day, I yeah. have actually talked to someone about it, like yeah, okay. the recent health thing I did. Um, and it's nothing to worry about, but I put it off for so long, whereas I need to really just jump on these issues yeah. straight away. So when I started feeling intense cramps, I was mm. actually filming the, the reunion advert. Right, okay. And I was feeling these intense period cramps, but I was due for my period. Yeah, okay. And I was bleeding. Yeah. So I just thought it's intense. It's intense cramps. Right. And I remember that day I was like, I had to have a hot water bottle on us and I was having to get through filming and and I was I kept on asking for painkillers 
I felt like I needed them more frequently because they were dying off pretty quick. And then the pains kind of stopped for a day. Mm. We travelled up to London and did this full week of work, but consistently, like every day, I was feeling the pains here and there. Mm. But the pain, I was taking painkillers and they were dulling out, dulling out. It got to the point where I was in this mega house in London doing this photo shoot, right? Mm. And I said to my agent, Kate, I said, Oh, I went, Kate, you know, I went, these pains are pretty bad now. I went, yeah. like, I'm, I'm really, I'm doubled over now in pain. I'm like, I don't know whether I can handle it much more. But Kate had been telling us to go to, it, Kate had said, why don't we go to A&E? Yeah. Like, it was one night after, um, after I had a late night of filming something or doing something. And I just went, oh, no, it, let's get, last. I've got my last through. date tomorrow, mm. last photo shoot. I'll push through. Mm. I just want to get an early night because it was late already. But then the next day I couldn't take any more. I knew at this point, I knew, I knew at this point that it was something more. It was something, it, I'd never felt pain like this. And Kate went, we'll get, she had a doctor plan to come to the hotel room. And I remember like it was yesterday, sat in the back of a taxi like this. Mm. And I went, Kate, Kate, cancel the doctor. I went, this isn't something that a doctor in the room can mm. sort out. I need to go to hospital. Like, it's this is something worse. St. John and Elizabeth's, which was close, mm -hmm. had an accident and emergency park, which was amazing. We got straight in. Mm. We had to pay like £100 because it was private, but there was not even a queue. Do you know, like, you go to accident emergency, there's loads yeah. of people there. And they asked loads of questions. I did a urine sample and they came back and they went, you're actually pregnant. Jesus, how did you feel when you heard that? I was like, what the fuck? You're probably so... thinking, no one told me pregnancy felt like this. I know, and, and they were like, but the problem is what's happening mm. now is you're either having a miscarriage or you've got an ectopic pregnancy, so you cannot leave this hospital. Yeah. Did you know what one was before they said that? Not really. Yeah. Not an ectopic. No, I did, do you know what? I didn't have a clue, if I'm yeah, honest. Yeah, me neither until my friend did. <laughs> yeah. And then Kate came back in the room and I said, I'm pregnant. And Kate went, congratulations. And I went, no, Kate, no, 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 it's, it, this is bad. I went, mm. it, it's actually a topic or a miscarriage. So then Kate's face just mm. absolutely, like, she went white. And then we stayed in the hospital. We got straight to a bed. And this is when it got really bad. So this the doctor who came out to see us, doctor, um, God, I forgot his name. <laughs> Dr. Acaro! Dr. Acaro! Dr. Acaro! Dr. Acaro! Ro. Acaro. God, I was going to call him Dr. Essel for some reason. But that's someone who used to do me lip filler back in the day. Right, anyways. Definitely different doctors. Definitely different doctors. So Dr. Acaro walked in the room, right? And I remember he was quite like suave and charming. Mm. But he had like a bit of a um, like an attitude. Mm. I thought at the time, right, mm. only because I must have been in a lot of pain. And and he was saying we have to walk to the X-ray. I was like, I can't walk. He was like, Listen, we have to walk to the X-ray. You had this cool demo, and I thought, what a prick. <laughs> I, I remember thinking that at the time, what a prick. I can't walk. So, anyways, he, I think I tried to walk, or I, I got put in a wheelchair. I can't remember. As we were going through the corridor, I started fitting and then I fainted on the floor and I was like, I don't know what I, well, I don't know what I was like, but Kate said that it was pretty, oh, pretty traumatic hard, yeah, to watch. Horrible. So then I got carried back to the room 
by Dr. Akaro and he had to bring all the x-ray equipment to me and I just remember like in a bit of a haze and he was x-raying and he was like if you see all of this he was shown as a screen all of the clouded mm. area was internal bleeding. bleeding yeah so my fallopian tube had completely ruptured mm. and I was internally bleeding and the blood that was coming out of us was internal bleeding yeah. it wasn't so my period yeah yeah so he was like you need to go straight to emergency surgery you give us this needle I think it was in the top of my leg on my bum and after that I felt great <laughs> I can't remember much but Kate stayed by my side the whole night mm. in, like the whole night in the early hours when she didn't leave my side but I remember keep worrying about Kate mm. right? and I'm sure I kept saying to Kate have you ate <laughs> what I, I was just like so off my face and I kept waking up Kate, Kate have you had anything to eat <laughs> Have you ate? And she was like, stop worrying about me. <laughs> I was like, but have you ate anything? <laughs> like, you've because I remember she'd been with us a while. Yeah. Anyways, when I was, I'm laughing, God, I'm laughing, but what I'm about to say is like actually really, really mm. like deep. I was lying on the bed, right? And it makes us feel, because I'm actually terrified of death. I'm mm. terrified. I've got the worst death anxiety. But when I was laying on the bed going into surgery mm. and I was like lying there, all I remember seeing the the roof lights, like one by one. And as I was going by, you know, the round yeah, hospital yeah. lights. And I was lying there so relaxed out and spaced out that I lay there, right? And I honestly, honestly was like thinking in my head, if I was to die now, honestly, I'm completely fine with it. That That's what I was thinking because I was so relaxed. So I hope and pray that when I do eventually die, I can feel in that headspace mm. because it was actually quite peaceful mm. because I was so, please just give us whatever drug that you give us when I was in that hospital that night because I'll be at one with death. But anyways, I came back from the operation and when I woke up, I remember he said, and this yeah. was the really hard thing to deal with, he said it was, we had to remove your, fallopian I think tube. it was left fallopian yeah. tube, I think an ovary. Oh, everything yeah. went yeah and at that moment the feeling mm. was like something I've never felt before to know that I'd just went into hospital then like the last thing I knew I was just getting tucked into a surgery room and I've woke up with two two less organs yeah that I had beforehand yeah. and like really important organs yeah. for like for us to one day start a family mm. like it was devastating I remember just I think I burst out crying and obviously the first thing I wanted to know is am I going to be able to have a family yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. so like it was just that was the I felt like I'd been violated yeah. not like in not like the surgeon of violated or anything like that but the fact that like I just unbeknownly just ha had two just organs like removed yeah. like and they were gone and like that was that was it. It just it was a feeling that can't be described. And I think other people in my situation may totally relate to that. Yeah. Because it was just it was just crazy. So did he speak to you about the chances? Like what what are the kind of stats around? He told my me. My friend said something about it potentially happening again. If it's happened once, it can happen again. The, the scary thing about it is, mm -hmm. is if you've had one epitocular pregnancy, you are very prone to have another. Mm -hmm. The the chances of having another is something like, I'm sure it's like 90%. And I'm sure it's as high as that. So when you go to get pregnant, you've just got to be, you've got to get on it straight on. away, yeah. get straight, get scanned, see it's in the right place. It's not in the tubes. Yes. That's exactly yep. what I did when I did go to get, uh, when I found out I was pregnant. So, 
but he said he said to me when I know people who have had this mm-hmm. and have went on to have families of eight yeah he was like so don't still worry yeah. he went there's still hope he went it, it might take a bit longer he went your chances are still there. So that was the best, the best news I could find. And him being the cocky one who I thought was a prick, <laughs> right? Because he wanted us to walk to the x-ray machine. Actually, yeah. he's still in my life and he delivered my baby. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, I know. How amazing is that? So he then was my gynecologist who I went to get like, I used to have to go like the year after just to check and yeah. make sure everything was okay. Yeah. And we freakily, how, what are the chances of this? Found out I was pregnant the day before Valentine's Day, right? And I was staying around the corner from his office. <laughs> So obviously I was like, oh my God, obviously I've got to check that it's in the right place. Worried straight away, the yeah. chances of another reptile pregnancy yeah, course, happening. Of course. Rang him up. Right, well, I got Kate. Uh, did I tell, I got you, Kate. Rang his assistant, uh, his PA, who's lovely, most loveliest woman. Got booked in and I went to see her like, I'm pregnant. Mm. But we And we've had the best relationship since. He's the most amazing man, Dr. Caro. He made my pregnancy mm. the most beautiful dream like it was in and to have what a full circle moment for yeah. to have him go through like that near-death experience and then he and he removes my reproductive organs but then he brings my baby yeah. into the world like the story I thought like I actually thought wow what a unique incredible story to have mm. and then he asked us to leave a review on his my doctor page and seems he's had that experience with everyone so <laughs> Because I read the reviews, everyone's like, oh, well, he saved me from my atopic pregnancy and then he gave birth to my child. I was like, oh, fucking great. So I thought that <laughs> I was so special. special no. <laughs> but really, you've done this with everyone, have you? <laughs> oh, and when you did fall pregnant with Alba, you yeah. and Jake had just started dating. Yes, we so had. It wasn't, was it not in the plans? Was it? It just kind of happened and then... We did plan. Oh, you did plan. So Talk me, me and Jake that. know each other two months. Okay. Then I'm like... I want to have a baby. I want a baby. Went me too. And what? Oh, that is awesome. Because every other boyfriend I've been with Just wouldn't even entertain talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was to say I want a baby. No, no, that's not happening. Not yet. Not for years to come. <laughs> Honestly, it was so bad. We used yeah. to have big arguments about it. Like, oh, you can look back in many TV show where oh, I'm yeah. arguing about like starting a family with a boyfriend who I've been with for two bloody years. <laughs> so the second that Jake says me too, I'm just like. Obviously, explosions, fireworks going off everywhere. It's like, oh my God, I can talk about it. So then it unleashes this beast. So then we try Mm -hmm. and I didn't get pregnant. It was so weird how it happened. So I didn't get pregnant when we tried, but I was only going off my app. Yeah, okay. Which isn't the most correctest to tell you the exact ovulation period. Yeah. So then we bought ovulation sticks Mm -hmm. as well. And I don't think I was using them properly at that time though. So when we found out we weren't pregnant, we're like, maybe this is a sign. We haven't been together too long. Let's go on a nice holiday where we can get drunk and like make some really good memories before like bringing a baby into the world. Because, you know, life changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, even though it doesn't, we've had the best fun on loads of holidays with Alba. Better fun than when we was, didn't have her. Okay. And then we weren't trying. So then mm. we were actively not trying and got bloody pregnant. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it happened. Yeah, but yeah, we were, we did want it because we, we did plan the month before, but it didn't happen. And so, when you found out you're pregnant, you touched on it before that you obviously like the first thing you wanted to do was check that it was in the right place. Yeah, how were you that? Especially, that, I feel like that first trimester where they say you know things. It's a risky time. How did you feel throughout your pregnancy, even after you knew it wasn't ectopic? I was fine. Yeah. Like, I didn't ever worry about. I didn't worry nice. about nothing. My whole of my pregnancy. I am the 
craziest person people sometimes say that they wish they could have my outlook like how can like the i've got friends who are like god i wish i could be more like you there could be the worst thing happening in the world and i really would struggle to worry about it like it just doesn't i can't worry it's a very hard thing for us to do so i was pregnant at the same time as my friends mm. and they were in hospital constantly oh, okay. like saying no not for bad reasons because oh. they were worrying like, oh okay they, like okay, you know when you have um yeah little what's it called when you have little movement you oh yeah 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 much movement and yes, they were yes, constantly yes. back and forth the okay right just and I was thinking I've not felt Alba move for about two weeks yeah. but Alba's a very lazy girl I think she was just asleep <laughs> in my belly all the time but I'd never get worried or like go which yeah. is probably a bad thing which is probably why I keep putting off all the this but it's also head. good it's good that you stay yeah. calm as well particularly through pregnancy and then so how was your birth did it did you have a birth plan or I was always getting a c-section okay always yeah. always always yeah. do you know what after the whole ectopic pregnancy thing yeah. and, and the things being taken out of my control and seeing how bad it can go and having that feeling of waking up in the morning with two less organs, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't going to do that again. Listen, you can have a really good pregnancy and I'm so happy for everyone who does, but you can also have a really bad one and I don't want to go down that road. I don't Mm. want to go down that road. I don't want to, I don't want no pleasant surprises, you know. (laughs) I just want to have everything controlled. I want to know what's happening and I just want everything to be nice and safe. Not that, obviously, well, cesareans are really safe, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a planned cesarean. Planned cesarean and it was absolutely great. It was just the best. Like, it was, what a vibe being in that room was. (laughs) We had a play. How did you, you had natural. Oh, well, I mean, I ended up getting induced and um, had some drugs help me get him out because I was oh, well, exhausted I by the end of the day. You can't do it with no drugs. <laughs> what the hell would be the point in doing that all naturally? Like you gotta have a bit. If there's any time in life you can have some drugs, <laughs> just have it when you're in labour. But yes, I did. It was vaginal though. But yes, um, I I didn't really mind though. I didn't have like a really strict plan. Yeah, I just kind of was like See, whatever's going to help him yours, come out. Well. He came out, didn't he? And it did. was fine. Whereas two out, two out, three out of four of my friends all mm. tried for uh, vagina and ended, and ended up, up getting sick. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, nah, nah, I'm not bothered about scars or anything. Yeah. So it was great, honestly. Yeah. It was fantastic. And when I was lying on the bed, right, and they're like pulling you around, mm. you just don't feel a thing. Yeah. And you're like, just it's like wild. you're like being draggled around the bed like this you feel like you're on an airbed and like <laughs> and I was like what is it started Jake and he's like uh no and I, he, but he was just too scared to yeah. tell us in case I freaked out yeah. and they were like fully in there like yeah. just ripping like through my intestines and yeah. stuff yeah Crazy. It's I know, crazy. I know. It's so cool though. And I look at the scar and I just think well, I can't believe she came out of there that scar. Wild. It's crazy. Yeah, I I always like just stare at my at my like kind of belly, and I just think I, we called it Harvey's home for like oh, the longest time. That's lovely. And I just it. Oh, it's just it feels so weird. I look at him now, and he's like this big thing running around and climbing on things. I'm like, how did we grow? How did? How does it, that what a, what a miracle it is yeah. to be a woman to grow like that, then just. It's wild. I just don't get it. Yeah, I know. It's too crazy. I know. So tell me about Jake. So you guys had just started dating. And for a lot of, I mean, it's awesome that you guys were like so both on board and how beautiful is that? But for it, it does affect your relationship. I've been with Josh for, I think like 12 years or something. And it did change our relationship having Harvey, yeah. the dynamic of it yeah. all. Well, it would. It, yeah, it does. Because you've been together for so long. So we have the history before So you have a I certain routine yeah. and you've yeah. been doing things for 
a certain way for 12 years. So yeah. when that all gets flung out of the window, that's a big change. Yeah, true. But for me and Jake, <laughs> we didn't know each other. Yeah. We had no routine. Yeah. We had no dynamic. Yeah. We were still very much getting to know each other. Yeah. So it didn't... Re- it, and honestly, and a lot of people reached out to us on my Instagram, right? And mm. when I said this, because I did a question and answers, and um, everyone was like... I met my husband and we got pregnant after two weeks. Yeah. Right. And they were like, we've been together 30 years. And sometimes I think when you have no dynamic, and mm. well, actually our only dynamic now is with Alba. Yeah. So that's sweet. So that's the only thing we know yeah. because we'd, we'd been together two months. As I say, there was not really yeah. nothing like our life really had been pregnant more time mm. than, I, than I hadn't when mm-hmm. I was with Jake. Mm-hmm. So for my whole life, he's only known as, as starting to become a mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was three months where we had time where it was just us two. So I feel in a way that's really worked yeah. for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that's special. Apart from the only thing I will say is when we were f- when Alba first came around, yeah. there was so much attention going into Alba we kind of felt it detracted from each other. Very normal. And and that was the only thing that we've we noticed the difference in. Yeah. But then we consciously, consciously, consciously made an effort to yeah. not change that. So I remember she was born in October and we noticed that, you know, God, we're not putting as much time into each other anymore. So we made a pact that every month we'll do two date nights a month. We'll do one where we go out and get dolled up, yeah. have a bit of a drink together. And the second one is our favourite thing to do together, movie night. Yeah, nice. We either go to the cinemas, yeah. which is my priority. Yeah. Like, honestly. I love the cinemas. If someone was to buy me, like, one of them Odeon, like, yeah. cards where you, like, you just go and have free movies all the time. Best present. Best present in the world. Agreed. Because, honestly, I love the cinemas. Mm. So, we go out to the cinema or we have movie night indoors, but you know what we do? Mm. We have to drive to the cinema to get the cinema food and bring <laughs> Bring the cinema back. because you have to have this real cinema <laughs> yeah, food battery and yeah yeah so we, that's our two day nights a month and would you know what we've been sticking to them apart from yeah. the last few months when we've been a bit busy yeah yeah uh, that's awesome that's really and it is you do have to make an effort and it is a little bit different yeah um I do want to ask though when you are new in a relationship a big exciting time for everyone yeah. is exploring in the bedroom yes and sex we've been exploring right? lately that's great really good to hear what was it like (laughs) when you were pregnant though and then like early obviously early days you you kind of have to have a break and then I don't know about you but for me I like completely lost my oh I did I did I did so how is that like navigating that like new kind of spark in a relationship where you just want to be on top of each other but then you're also I know because we were like rabbits beforehand (laughs) and do you not think as well Steph even Mm. when you've had the baby that it still doesn't come back that soon no it doesn't it doesn't when they say you're ready you're not mentally for me now really but I I think it does take some time but you know what honestly this is where I've got a praise, Jake. I've got the most understanding partner. That's like great. he never, ever, ever made. He, he does the little joke now and then about like how it's been yeah, so Josh long, blah blah blah. <laughs> but like he'll, he never, ever. It's never been a problem. Yeah, and that's good. considering we hadn't been together that long. Yeah, honestly, we just we love each other so much. I think we were just so happy. We've both been tra- like shit in both our past relationships. He'd been cheated on constantly mm. like the way he was treating his past relationship was awful and the way I have been is awful too and I think the fact that we just found a forever love and we finally had everything we ever wanted we were just fine with that yeah that's so beautiful 
beautiful. I know, because we, we'd we been searching, like, yeah. literally searching yeah. for this feeling that, honestly, if we both lost our genitals, yeah. we'd be fine. <laughs> We're just still so happy to have each other. Oh, that's really beautiful, Sharon. I'm so happy for you. Now, I do want to finish off with you. Your, your life has been online. It's been on the TVs. Uh-huh. It still is. Congrats also on the show being on Binge in I Australia. Know, I, know, so I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So exciting. Talk to me about navigating Elba being on the show because I know in that season, you know, you had your birth. And yeah, like, yeah, which yeah. Was obviously very, talk to me about Elba being on TV and in, in the public eye. Yeah, this is, a, this is a thing, right? So I have always thought, like, you see some celebrities in England and mm. they're, they're kind of, they might hide their children's yep. faces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, hmm, okay, this is a good way of looking at it, actually. Okay, so... I have thought myself, do I want to do this to Alba? Like, well, there will be a point in time where I ask if she, because when she's a baby, no one's exactly going to go up her in the streets and start pestering her. She's with me all the time, isn't she? And at a certain age, Mm -hmm. I I could stop all of this and she'll grow up and she'll change so much in our looks facially and stuff that people wouldn't recognise her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So, So I could at one point stop. And that's always a thought in my head, like, when she gets to a certain age, do I get? Do I ask her? Like, is mm. would you prefer to? But, but will she really understand? But then I think I will know. Yeah, I think I will. I will know within Alba. Like, if she grows up to be quite a shy girl mm. and and a bit of an introvert, I'll know myself. I need to pull away from it. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But if she's like grows up and she's in dance school and she's performing on stage mm. and doing all that, then I'm then I'm not good. She, yeah. I know what she's what she'll be like, what she wants to do. Do you know what I mean? Hundred yeah, percent. Like, and if she wants to, because I, I would love her. Obviously, well, this is my thing. I would love her to be a singer. <laughs> is that what you want to be? I can envision that Alba is going to be the biggest pop star on the in the world. Oh, I like, love that. It, I'm talking Adele level, yeah, right? Nice. And and I think that I'll sense that as a young age, like for our first birthday, she doesn't know this. Obviously, she'll never listen to the podcast to know and spoil the surprise. But I'm getting her a piano, right? <laughs> oh. So she's going to start to be creative with the piano, and I'm just going to judge it. And if she if she's shown like performer status, mm. then obviously I'm going to keep her. I'm yeah. going to keep her out there. So it's going to just boost her. Yeah, it's it, it, but it's true. I think I you just, just have, you, you just, just have to know, yeah, you, you just do, know. and you'll just get an inkling, and you'll get a feeling. And the other thing is, is it's your life. Like, yeah. as in, this is this is who you are and what you do. Yeah. It's a big part of what you do, yeah. and she's also a huge part of your life and who you are. So it would also be incredibly hard to navigate for her to not be in, I know. involved in anything. I've just got to see what kind of person yeah. she's going to be. Because obviously, my little brother, he's got autism and Asperger's. He is eighteen now. Um, and even though he's great, like back when he was younger, he was he was quite introverted. He found it really hard to make friends. Um, the social aspect of things were really hard for him. And he's never been on any of my shows. You'll never see him. And that's his choice. Mm. But he actually made that from a really young age. So I feel like Alba will be able to tell us if that's what she wants to do. Yeah. He did. He was when he was much younger in my YouTube videos and stuff. But at a certain age, he was like, I don't want to do that and I want yeah. you to delete them. And yeah. we were like, fine, fair enough, we can yeah. do that. And he's never been on since. Yeah. And he lives life great. And I don't, I think he walks about and no one even knows he's my brother because he mm. like he's changed so much looks wise and he's tall. He's a dead handsome young man. And I don't even think anyone knows. I don't know. He would never say because mm. he thinks it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. Mm. Um, So I think there is a, 
there, I could. There is a point where you can. I would be able to take have her away from it all, yeah, yeah and have sure. the conversations because it's been done before with my brother. So yeah. Oh gosh, I just could talk to you for hours. I really could. It's been so nice oh, to have thank you, you and Steph, catch up. What a lovely morning this has been. <laughs> it's you've brought the sun. We've had a lovely morning. I've had a mind blown coffee. What more could you want out of life? <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for joining, guys. Hope you enjoyed that chat. If you would like more info, you can check out our show notes of the episode. And if you would like to get involved with the KickPod, you can find us on Instagram at KickPod. Send us a voice note or DNM or question there, and we'll be posting all our videos and behind the scenes on that KickPod Insta too. So you can show your support by giving us a follow. And if you would like to join a bit of a virtual mothers group is what we like to call it, we have our Kick Bump Facebook group. So you're all welcome. Welcome there. Uh, There's so much love and support in that group. It's something that I'm very proud to be a part of and we would love to have you. If you would like to learn more about Kick, you can head to our website, kickapp.com, or you can head to the Apple Store and Google Play Store. And if you'd like to join Kick, we have a seven-day free trial. We will be back in your ears very shortly. Bye. Bye.